What's going on, gamers? It's your boy, Diggs Gaming. Welcome back to All Functions Gaming News. And we have a lot to talk about tonight. And first things first, we need to talk about Activision. Now, for those of you that did not hear, after a board vote, it was decided that CEO Bobby Kotick is staying on Activision's board for at least another year. Really? Really? That's the decision that they made after everything that's been going on. After all the lawsuits about sexual harassment, discrimination, and other stuff. And with Bobby Kotick himself getting accused of some of this, why would you decide to keep him on the board? I, I just don't understand this. It, it really does not make any sense. It, it's ridiculous. It really is. Activision wants to show that they're starting to make improvements, and yet they keep the CEO on the board. It, 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 it makes no sense. It really doesn't. How can you say that you're making improvements, and yet you're keeping the guy that oversaw all of this and himself is getting accused? How do you keep him on board? It just does not make any sense, and I don't know what's going through their minds when they do this, and it just makes you think, yeah, Activision's not going to change anytime soon, and I mean, it's just not a good look right now. It's not a good look for Activision. It's like, what makes you think people are going to be okay with this? Now, before I start complaining about this for a half hour, I'm just going to move on to Xenoblade Chronicles 3 live stream. Now, I wasn't able to watch this live. I was busy, but I caught it. Well, I watched the replay, and oh my god, I just cannot believe how much they're putting into this game. Now, before I talk about what we're showing off, I want to talk about the expansion pass. So, Nintendo also announced the expansion pass that's going to go along with Xenoblade Chronicles 3, and that's going to be releasing for $30. And, and of course, you would see uh, normal stuff that you would get from this. Uh, new character, of course, outfits quests a brand new story that's going to be released about a year after well over a year after the game's launching the game is launching july 29th by the way but for what we saw this game looks absolutely amazing it just looks like what they did with the first two games but overboard it really does now we got a quick three minute trailer at the very beginning well i wouldn't say quick but we got a three minute uh, trailer at the very beginning that went over just basically what the story is. And what the story is, is there's two different types of people on the land. And, and both of them, well, the people only live 10 years. And they spend almost all that time fighting. They're basically fighting with each other. And if you make it to all 10 years, there is this ceremony that they will get in front of their leaders. And... That sounds pretty interesting. That that really does sound interesting, but unfortunately, not a lot of them make it to 10 years. A lot of them do die in battle. Well, the main characters, there are six main characters, three from one side and three from another. At, at the beginning, of course, they're fighting, and then all of a sudden, they have to work together after a mysterious person shows up, and basically, they have to team up. It's just so interesting how this is going to work. Because you have people from literally two different sides that have to work together. And you got to love stuff like this. You have to love stories like that. Well, I love stories like that, where the unlikeliest of allies, they have to work together 
if they want to accomplish their goal. So that's going to be really interesting to see the dynamic of the characters, especially the ones that are on the opposite side. Now, also, of course, what you would expect from a Xenoblade Chronicles game, there's different classes. There's an attacker, there's a defender, and a healer. But there's also different parts to that. Well, actually, there's different... Those are the arts, and then you have the different classes. And, of course, you have sword fighter, you have technician, and so and, and so on. So each of those characters is a different class. But at any time, those characters can become a class of the different character. So you're not necessarily going to be... It's not necessarily, oh, this one character is sword fighter for the entire game. You can have him be a technician, which, yeah, yeah. Now, I said there's six main characters, but you can also have a seventh companion that's going to be on other characters that can join you on your journey, and they themselves have their own class. So that is going to be a very, very... That, that's very cool. I know I'm being repetitive here but I, 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 my mind was just blown with this and then I, I sound like an infomercial but wait there's more because two characters can combine their powers into one entity and that in them itself has two different forms depending on which character is in control of that entity so even that is that just really blew my mind when I saw it. It's like, oh my God, they're really going out of their way with this game. They're really pushing a lot of ideas into this game. And I absolutely love it. I absolutely love it. I cannot wait to get my hands on this game. I can't wait to see how this game does. Now, of course, I played uh, the definitive edition of Xenoblade Chronicles. I haven't gotten Xenoblade Chronicles 2 yet, but yeah, I'm definitely going to get Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Don't know if I'm going to get that day one. Like I said, I still haven't gotten Xenoblade Chronicles 2. I still have to pick that up. But, oh my god, it, it it really looks absolutely amazing. If you are a Xenoblade Chronicles fan, you are definitely, definitely going to want to pick this up as soon as you can. And, oh my god. I'm, I mean, I'm speechless. I really am. And, of course, you're going to be able to level up your characters and stuff like that. And, Wow, just wow. Uh, if you are a Xenoblade Chronicles fan, go check out that direct because that was absolutely amazing. It gave you basically everything you need to know about the game before you buy, which, yeah, that's exactly what you want out of something like this. You want to know everything about this game that you can know about the game. You don't ne not necessarily like the whole story, but just the gameplay how the story begins, meeting the characters, stuff like that. And yeah, definitely delivered with this and just made me even more hyped for this game. It really did. Moving on to, I got another Activision story and it's not a good look for them again. So Tony Hawk actually revealed that there were Pro Skater 3 and 4 remasters in development, but they were scrapped after Vicarious Visions merged with Blizzard. And we had heard some specs of maybe they're working on three and four Pro Skater remasters, maybe not. But hearing this from Tony Hawk himself, 
wow, that is, it, it does make a whole lot of sense because Vicarious Visions was the uh, development team that worked on Pro Skater 1 and 2 remakes. And when they merged with Activision, it, it does make sense that they could have scrapped it. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean that they won't come back to it. It just means that it got put on the back burner because of this. And again, it makes a whole lot of sense because again, Vicarious Visions, they merged with Blizzard after they were put on the Diablo 2 remake. Now, is this disappointing? Absolutely to hear this. But again, it does not mean that they're not necessarily going to go back to this later on when they can. It just means that they had to put it away. But again, it's just not a good look for Activision to do this because they saw how many people really enjoyed the Pro Skater 1 and 2 remake and it brought life back into the series. And people did want to see a Pro Skater 3 and 4 remake, wanted to see something like that. Or I'm saying remake, it's actually a remaster, but eh, the, the line's been blurred between remake and remaster over the years. So eh, what can you do? It is disappointing. It is very disappointing to hear that, especially for Pro Skater fans that did hear some specs of that and to hear that it got scrapped because of the merger yeah, it's just really not a good look for Activision again. All right, moving on. Ubisoft CEO has decided to take a $300,000 pay cut after a down year by the company. Now, I heard about this and I was kind of shocked because you don't really see that that often when the CEO will take a pay cut after a down year. It's normally a bunch of layoffs. And yeah, it could be a PR stunt to help Ubisoft get... A little bit of their reputation back because they've had some tough times the past few years but again it, it is good to see this when even the ceo themselves saying okay it's been a bad year i need to take a pay cut myself and hopefully things will improve in the following years so yeah it's a good look when a company does that it really is a good look when a company especially when with the head of the company decides all right i gotta take a little bit of a pay cut moving on we got some news from final fantasy 16 square enix is going a more mature route with this entry in the final fantasy series they're going for a more mature rating and that seems to be the theme for the past few games that they've had for spoken that's been rated m already and now they're going for a more mature rating with final fantasy 16 yeah i'm all for that i am all for that i love it when companies take a little bit of a risk to tell more mature stories i mean it just goes to show again with the whole argument oh oh video games are just for kids well clearly they're not because now we're seeing companies like square taking a little bit more of a risk and again i really like when we see that now it's coming on the playstation 5 only and i believe pc as well at launch and the PS4 version, they were working on that, but that got scrapped because of the limitations of the console. And that's just absolutely great to hear because I know the shortage of PS5s and you can say, I'll oh, just make the PS4 version and then they can do like an upgrade later. But with this generation, what you want to do with games, some game companies really want to push games beyond what the PlayStation 4 could do. And this is the case with Final Fantasy 16. They want to push this game even further than you, what you can do on a PlayStation 4. So, yeah, you have to scrap it. And, yeah, some gamers are going to be disappointed in that. But, again, if it makes the game better and it gets that, ver that 
vision of what a company wants to do, that's fine. That's completely fine. Now, for those that don't have as much experience playing Final Fantasy games, players can actually equip items to make combat easier. That is very good to hear because that gives it doesn't make the game too frustrating for those newcomers to the series. So that's a good thing to hear. The main character, Clive, his story is going to be told from his teens to his 20s to his 30s. So we're going to have a little bit of a time jump throughout this game. And okay, okay, I'm all for that. Now, got some news that this not necessarily an open world game, but it will focus on big independent arena-based game design. Okay, and you know, not every game has to be an open world. We all know that. Not every game has to be an open world. But it's okay for game companies to do something a little different. And I'm fine with this. I'm fine with this. I like open world games, but not every game has to be open world. And in order to prevent complaints, we're not going to see any American accents in this game. This game is based off of medieval Europe. And they talked about this and they said, why would they have American accents? They wouldn't. Again, this game is based off of medieval Europe. You would have those kind of accents in the game. Which is good to hear. That is good to hear because that's time accurate and you definitely want to see stuff like that because you're trying to experience this game and when you hear an American accent, when you're not supposed to, when it's not supposed to be that kind of accent, it can turn some people off. So I'm glad they decided to do that. And yeah, it just makes me even more hyped for this game. I know it's still a long way away. It's over a year away, but I cannot wait for this game to come out. Moving on, Summer Game Fest reached over 27 million views. Now that's up from last year. And the PlayStation State to Play had more viewership than their previous E3 conferences. There were 2.52 million views on that State of Play. And again, that was higher than any other previous E3 conferences. That's pretty impressive when you consider that it was just a State of Play dealt with third-party games, and the only first-party announcement that we got was Spider-Man PS4 going to PC. So, yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. It's pretty good on both fronts. The Summer Game Fest viewership went up on last year, and the state of play, and it really does not surprise me with that, because that state of play, again, that was probably the best live stream that we've had during the Summer Game Fest time. And I... I still think it was. I still think it was the best live stream that we had during the month of June. I really do. So yeah, that is really good to hear. Now, speaking of PlayStation, the PlayStation Plus new look dropped in Europe this week. And yeah, we saw PAL versions of games during that, during that time. But the good news is there are going to be NTSC options later on for those areas that have PAL versions of games because people were not happy with that. And if you're wondering why, it's because in the in the PAL regions, when the PlayStation 1 came out, TVs only went up to 50 hertz rather than 60 hertz that NTCS or NTSC areas had during the time. So PlayStation, for whatever reason, decided to have PAL regions for certain areas, not just Europe. I believe Asia also had the PAL region, PAL versions of games as well. So yeah, that was not a good look for them. But the fact that they got ahead of this and they're saying, yes, these areas can have the 
NTSC versions of those games. That's good. Moving on, we also found out the PlayStation is not going to be at Gamescom this year. Gamescom is going to be in late August. I believe it's from August 24th to August 28th, and they're not going to be there at all, not even opening nights, which might just confirm that they are going to be on a PlayStation event in September that has been rumored for a while. We had the rumor that there was going to be a smaller state of play or a state of play in June. And then a PlayStation event, a big PlayStation event in September. And that, and it looks like that's what we're going to get because they're not going to be at Gamescom because, again, Gamescom is in late August and the rumor is September. So we could see that. I think that just about confirms it. I'm 95% sure we're going to get a big event in September because, again, we've had a bunch of people uh, talk about that. Jeff Grubb has talked about that, and I believe Tom Henderson also talked about that. And now them not being at Gamescom, it just makes a whole lot of sense for them to have their own event in September, considering that they've also done that the last two years. So, yeah, it definitely makes a whole lot of sense. Moving on, Ember Lab, the studio that made Kana Bridges Spirits, their co-founders, which, by the way, they're brothers, they talked about how PlayStation basically played a big role in the game itself. How Sony's immediate saw the potential in the game and knew it was something special that we had to see. Now, we know about this. PlayStation does this a whole lot where they have partnerships with studios. I mean, basically, it's how Naughty Dog and Insomnia got to be where they are because, well, Naughty Dog made Crash Bandicoot and Insomniac made Spyro. Those were pretty much the first big games from those studios. We see that all the time. We saw with Housemark when they decided to make Returnal and PlayStation backed them up right away. We're seeing that with Haven Studios. So yeah, this is not something that anybody should be surprised by. And Ember Lab, they did a great job with Kana. They just really did a great job with Kana. It is a great game. I highly recommend it for anyone that has a PlayStation 5. Definitely get it. It just looks like a Pixar movie. And it is a beautiful, beautiful game. And it is a lot of fun. I absolutely love Kana. And I would recommend that to anybody. So it is good to hear about stories like this. Because, again, it's something that we've seen from Sony time and time and time again with them working with studios. All right. And the last thing I want to talk about, A Plague Tale Requiem is releasing October 18th. We finally got a release date for that. So for anyone that is excited about this game, mark your calendars. October 18th is when it's coming out. If you're going to pre-order it, do that as soon as you can. All right, guys, that was gaming news from the previous week. I'm Diggs Gaming, and I will see you guys next time.